Hello, I'm Red. And I'm Tiff. And we're, and we're the, the Fashion, fashion geeks. geeks. Trying to make New York. And the world. Well, New York is the world. A little flyer, one outfit. And podcast. At a time. Hey everybody, I'm Reg. Welcome back. Or if it's the first time, welcome to the ride. To my side, here's my partner, Tiff. Hi. Hi. Glad to be back. Excited. <laughs> Excited to uh, work on our second episode. Yes, episode two, The Deuce. I'm Reg Ferguson. I am the creator of New York Fashion Geek. It's a fashion consultancy here in NYC. Essentially, what we do is we take men particularly, but obviously we can work on women as well, and just change their look. Whatever look that you're seeking, we can improve upon it. We go from closet inventory literally to personal shopping, and our motto is always be fly. And we're here to talk about that uh, and uh, and expand upon what you do for your business, and uh, I'm here to help you with that Thank as you. well as to uh, encourage conversation about fashion for the everyday man, you know, uh, talking about different aspects, the clothing, you know, the style, the, uh, what's happening today, that kind of thing. Adding a little color commentary to the, uh, to the podcast. <laughs> 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 I didn't see that one coming. <laughs> Caucasian lady said the African American man. I was speaking in baseball terms, actually. Oh, okay. That was very nice. I already was thinking Paul McCartney and Stevie Wonder. Oh. So you know, got to bring it back. Every I would sing I, it. I yeah. would sing that no, song, no, but it's no, going. No, I, it no, no. Totally I was just drew like, a blank. You know, no, no. Really? No, I mean, I had the lyric for it. I was going to set you up. Oh, okay. You know, well. Living together in perfect harmony. Fashionably. Yeah, always fashionable. <laughs> right? So uh, let's dive right into it, uh, you know, talking about uh, your business and uh, and what you're doing. So this week is New York Fashion Week. Yes. Really happy to have that because this is our one-year anniversary as a business. I launched this business the first day of Fashion Week. Did it with a, a fashion show with a partner of mine who was totally blown up to the stratosphere, uh, Rocks, Roxanne Haldron, a.k.a. Shop with Rocks. A year later, here I am with my biz, trying to blow up like rocks. But the great thing is, a year later, I'm getting a little bit more into the New York Fashion Week space. Today, I went to the Bruno Mali opening. In Soho. In Soho. You beat me to it. Absolutely. Right there on Wooster, between Prince and Spring. Really nice. I mean, right there in the mix with everybody, with all the names. Uh, shout I out wish to I could have joined you. I was excited. I was excited that uh, you got an invitation for that. I yeah, was I was really I'm sad. I couldn't join you. I was really flattered. I bumped into a brother there. I don't know his last name. His name is Craig. Give me a shout out, Craig. I hope you're listening. And he laughed at me because he was like, he peeped out my game. I'm rocking a linen suit again because this is the two week rotation. <laughs> So, uh, yes, because I don't want you guys thinking I'm wearing the same suit every time we rock the mic. It just happens to be the same. It's two week, I have a two-week rotation, y'all. But it's a different tie. Completely of course. Completely different tie. Absolutely. And shirt, I think. Your Absolutely. Shirt, yeah. Oh, well, yeah, I mean, I'm not a. You're wearing pink and yellow, and I love that combination. Oh, on thank a guy. you. With a little blue in it, too. Oh, yeah, very nice. Slim Slimmy. Very nice. Because I, I usually have a more uh, moderate width. 
which probably harkens back to my late grandfather. But I was like, no, I'm gonna I'm gonna really represent here. Trendy. No, I mean just well of the time. You know, I, I have I have varying lists of ties. I have mad ties. I have enough ties for the rest of my life. I believe you. On my tie rack, I'm stacking <laughs> doubles and triples. I hope my husband's not listening because he constantly thinks he needs a new tie, and I constantly tell him he has plenty. So your husband constantly needs to avoid working with my services. <laughs> That's all I'm saying, Michael. I know you can't help me institutionally with your, you know, with your jo. Oh, he might. Oh, I'm. I will turn. Still those, working on that. Oh, I'm really appreciative because I will turn those guys around. Mm, and I, I believe you 100. No, I really. And not you only walk that, the walk. I do. As as my boy Blaze Blaze Mancius giving you a shout out. Social abstinence. You can check him out on the podcast world. I'm a walking advertisement in his words. And that's really flattering. But the reason why I'm so keen, if I ever was fortunate enough to work with your husband and his crew is because unbeknownst to you, I have family that works or worked cause they're retired now in civil service. So Tiff's husband is a, is a fire eater. And, <laughs> a fire eater. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, my two uncles, uh, my Uncle Richard and my Uncle Sonny are retired detectives, NYPD, BXTF, and the 4-3 and the 4-8. So, you know, I couldn't be more more geeked about doing something like that, pun intended. Uh, I would love to do that because... Well, we're working on it. Yeah. And also... Working on my, making it happen. My, my aunt also, civil service, you know, school teacher, uh, New York Public Schools. So any anything about that? I'm about that. Well, well, absolutely, because uh, firefighters appeared on Project Runway Junior a couple of years back. What? Yeah, my husband and I were one of the uh, lucky ones to get chosen to uh, to participate. So uh, they are game. It's just a matter of you know timing. I'm so. I'm I'm ready. I'm ready. Whatever whatever they need, I can I can do it. I can I can make it happen. But let's really get back into it. So I went to the Bruno Mali store opening. On Wooster. Had a really great time. Um, they I had a DJ want... there, you said, right? There was a DJ. So it was like a full-on party in a, in a in a new store. Yeah, I mean, that's how it works. I mean, nice. I, I've, I've had experiences like that prior to launching uh, my brand. But really cool vibe. Got to take some photos. I'll post them on the Insta eventually. Really nice product. What people don't know is that I rocked Molly's, I don't know, I'll say it like this. I rock Molly's pre-OJ quote. <laughs> and that's real. And that's going to be pertinent to my story about my experience there. Met some really nice people. I want to give a big shout out. She may be coming to our launch party. A big shout out to Rebecca Weber uh, of the uh, La Segreta uh, wine brand back in Italy. Mm. She was really nice to me. Gave me a lot of love. Showed me some, uh, took some photos of me. And we just really had a nice rap. Talked to some people. This this brother Craig, who I mentioned earlier, he peaked my steez and really was kind of like giving me a hard time because he was casual. He said, "Oh man, I was gonna rock a suit, but you rocked and you so fly." And then I told him he was like, "Oh, you really looking forward to the whole week and everything?" I said, "Well, you know, I'm, I'm really just happy to be here." He said, "You sound like a politician," <laughs> but I, it's really true because you have those skills for sure. I'm I'm of the people. 
There's no question about that in my mind. Um, but the most important thing is I will not be going out every night. I'm not that fortunate. I'm not in that loop. Maybe I will be or maybe I won't be. But I was really flattered to attend this event. I was excited. When you told me you got the invitation, I was like, yes! Yeah. So uh, Really nice looking at the shoes, the sneakers, the accessories, the sport jackets. A lot of love. And it makes you feel like you're really getting into, you know, you're getting the entree into the fashion world, is which is what you really, really want, which is oh, our no, intention. Absolutely. That's what we want. No, ab- absolutely. And it was great meeting other people and kind of staring and comparing. But as I was leaving to come here, busting my hump on the train, hoping the MTA went my way, mm. I had noticed a little bit earlier I saw two guys and they had Lomo magazine. I'm not a subscriber. I keep magazines in business. I probably mentioned that before. <laughs> it's true. You Weeklies, did. monthlies. You always have a magazine every time I see you. Yes. It's amazing. Yes, yes. And it's usually rolled up. I look like a basketball coach. <laughs> so. Oh God, that's so true. But Lomo, you can't do that. Lomo, no, you a, could actually. It's almost as big as Vogue's, uh, that big summer issue with that big oh, thick Bible they right, put out every right, year. Right. You could actually use this at the barbershop for a toddler. <laughs> no que- yep. no question. So I saw like one or two guys they had. I realized they were in the loop because I didn't see any goodie bags or anything. Wasn't seeking that. And that was fine. I'm running out to do the podcast and I see at the front of the store display table, the woman's was the woman's stuff, the lines were in the in the front of the store and in the back of the house, so to speak, were the men's. I happen to see under a table a stack of magazines. Why not add to my collection that I already have in my crib? Absolutely. Why not? I tucked underneath the table. I'm looking around. I see four different covers. I'm thinking there are four different issues. I kind of start stacking, but they're so heavy. And I go, I know I'm not taking all four. Am I going to schlep them in my bag, which is going to make my shoulder bag heavy? Rocking my camo, camo shoulder bag today. I was looking for the... the, uh Jack Spade. No, no Jack Spade today. No Jack Spade today. That's Manhattan Portage, the original, keeping it real. And then all of a sudden, this gentleman who I saw earlier, he's either the manager or something, some relation. He was like, eh, they're all the same. I said, oh, okay. So I'll take one. They're all the same. So take one. I said, well, I'll take one. (laughs) They're all the same. So I'm going to take one. little broken record thing going on. It was Abbott and Costello. And I took my one and I walked out. The reason why I want to discuss this is because I am a guest at your home. You don't know my clientele. You don't know me. I haven't been rude. I didn't knock people over to get a drink. I'm grown. (laughs) (laughs) I was chilling. Met people from the, met someone else from the brand, made, made, you know, met Miss Weber, had a great time. But now all of a sudden, you're casting me in a light because you think I'm not worthy to be in your store. Hmm. That's a no-no. In the words of my late grandfather, I am the consumer. And not only that, I represent a clientele that easily I can refer this brand. If I'm telling you I literally have had in my life a beautiful pair of slip-on Molly Brown loafers, what is the incentive for me now to recall this brand as a recommendation to a client? Hmm. 
It's unfortunate. It's very real, I think, for people who look like me. And it's unnecessary. I've had wonderful times in Italy. Everyone knows that. I want to give a big shout out to my, my buddy, Daniela, who's Roman, who's still out there. Can't wait to go back. But that one moment, if I wasn't in such good spirits and also literally running on the deadline to do this podcast, it could have went a different way. But to our producer Search's comments pre-recording, he was looking for a fight, this individual. I was not. I had no interest. You want a magazine. Because I love magazines. That's all you want. That's all I want. Magazine. And that's all I got. And I got the one with Pharrell on the cover. Just want to let you guys know this. Yeah, it's hot. It's close up. Absolutely. It's a lovely shot. Profile shot. Relaunch with with Pharrell Williams. Really like that. But again, everybody, please. We're not coming in to bum rush. We're not coming in to wreck shop. You weren't coming in. You were leaving. Right. And I was invited. Yes, you were. There was a list. I gave my last name. I was greeted. I was cordial to the person. And I was cordial to everybody. So Bruno Mali, don't do that again. That's it. Mm. So let's talk about other stuff. I know, Tiff, you're very upset about my about my other adventure. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Another adventure without me, but that's okay. I it was I not can't. it was not personal. I know, I know. Did my annual pilgrimage to Afropunk. Woo-woo! Oh my gosh. Love going to Afropunk. I want to give some special shout-outs there to Jocelyn and Matthew, the creators, the founders of Afropunk. Uh, I remember when this How started back in the day. I don't know, uh, over 10 years now? Yeah, it's been a while. Yeah. I remember when it was starting in Dumbo, and they were like, you should go. And I was like, I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) And now it's worldwide. So I'm really flattered that they knocked me over the head, and I couldn't be more happy to support them. also want to give another special shout-out to one of my brand partners, Echo Wrist, which is a wearable watch brand. That's David and Marguerite Gandy. Uh, who are annual exhibitors there. Every time I go hang out, I'm very fortunate to try to be there at the booth and and help them out. So it's really a two-for-one. That's a nice picture on your Instagram of you and... and, and, Gandhi. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Just just chilling out. Just chilling out. Wearing your fashion. Your layered look of Afropunk fashion. Yes, let's be clear. I'm grown. (laughs) I can't hang with these kids. (laughs) I know that. I know that. I have come to Afropunk in a shirt and a tie and was berated by my friends. I don't care. I was working. <laughs> but I. But this weekend, that weekend, and Saturday and Sunday, essentially, it always represents the end of summer. You know, which as an adult, I'm like, oh, that's a drag, yeah. you know? I think, yeah. Children but, and adults alike. Well, yeah, but it's so different because when you're a kid, summer lasts forever. And when you're an adult, you look and go, what happened to yeah, summer? you're right. It does fly by. I love watching the culture and the vibe, particularly from a sartorial, sartorial standpoint. These young kids just have it all lock. And if you check out my Insta, New York Fashion Geek, you'll see what I put up there. 
I started just taking photos of these kids because I was like, I just like, I just like the diversity. You know, it. We're not a monolith as a people, but we are a people literally of color and of pattern and of style and taking something out of nothing, which isn't unique to the African-American experience. It truly isn't, but it's a highlight of ours. And it's great to see these young kids just doing anything they want to do and making it fly. So Sunday, Saturday, here was my kit. Saturday, kept it simple. Had a pock shirt from London. No one has that pock graphic like I do. Just saying. How do you know that? Because I look at pock shirts. Okay. And no one has a pock shirt like mine. All right. So mine is clear. It's sharp. doesn't have crazy writing on it. It's a classic photo. It's doleful eyes. Boom. So I had that, some dungarees, and some sneakers. Kept it real because he is Afropunk, as I put in my post. How could he not be? How could he not embody that, that spirit, that culture? But to Tiffany's point, the second day, I went in. Man, did you go in. <laughs> I was like, I know I'm twice their age. And I loved it. I loved it. I just got to try because I'm a New York fashion geek. So here was the kit, y'all. Rocking. My Echo Wrist watch. Again, another shout out. So it's leather and wood. It's beautiful. Very unique, too. Super unique. Yeah, their their brand is really great. Again, I, I want to constantly, you know, hype, hype a brand that mm-hmm. I believe in. So I'm not a brand ambassador for them, mm-hmm. but I do believe in the brand. So had that on as an accessory. My top was a green and brown batik. T-shirt with a long tail. And then Tiffany's point to the layer. That's right. I had on some Levi camos, but underneath I had some New Balance camo tights. And then you had the Levi's rolled all the way up. I had them rolled up. To the knee. That's right. So people could see my exposed calf. (laughs) You exposed camo calf. (laughs) Yes, exactly. And then, uh, and then I rocked my uh, black slip-on uh, sneakies. It was a... Uh, Banana Republics. Very nice. Very nice. I saw, as I came in, I saw one, one younger dude just give me a nod. I was on the cloud. <laughs> I was like, I don't You got know. affirmation. I was like, why? I don't know why he did that. Because <laughs> I look good. No, but come on, man. <laughs> me, me coming up there in that kit was like bringing a knife to a gunfight. <laughs> We got, you know, we got gender fluidity. I mean, we just have everything there. And it's so right. beautiful and it's so amazing. I just loved it. It was great music, of course. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a, it's a culture. It's a culture. And I'm glad that I could just come in there and briefly do my thing. Good for you. I'm That's glad. all I did. Thank you. Thank, uh, thank y'all. Thank y'all. So as you're hearing this, we are prepping for our podcast party. Yeah, I'm sure you are. Party! A little launch, a little large gathering. Yes, which was your idea. Elegant sort of atmosphere of the oh, absolutely. M bar. Yes. At the Mansfield Hotel. Yes. Tiff, break it down. I mean, you're the social, you're well, the social creator here. I just, I mean, I thought that we needed to, you know, we need to blow it up with a pop. So, like you said, you, you started this 
this uh, this uh, business styling consultation business a year ago. Uh, it is the beginning of Fashion Week again a year later, and we need to take take we need to level up. We need to you need to level up, and what better way to do it uh, besides the podcast? But also the, uh, you know, okay, let's celebrate the podcast even more by bringing a bunch of people together who listen to us, who who watch your Insta every day, and uh, sort of celebrate with um, a cocktail or two and talking to us about fashion and more fashion and, you know, the things that, uh, you know, interest uh, everyone. Fashion. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, but again, a big shout out to you. We're really looking forward to it. Yeah, it's going to be fun. Happy to have people there. I like throwing parties. That's what I do. That's cool. I like being at parties, so that's, <laughs> that's helpful. So we have that coming up. That's, uh, that's coming up on uh, September 6th, Thursday. Yes, 5.30 on. 5.30 to 7.30-ish? Yeah. yeah that's a little yeah. happy hour thing. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Come, come dress to impress. Oh, no doubt. Right? No doubt. I know I am going to be. Picked up my little number today. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, we all know now I have a rotation, so it'll be the Thursday suit. You won't be wearing the linen. No, I will not be wearing the linen. <laughs> I can't wait to see what you're wearing. Oh, all right. Well, then I won't talk about it. I'm kind of anticipating it. I don't think I'm going to. I think what I'm going to wear is going to be kind of complimentary to whatever you can pull out of your closet. I'm sort wow. of stepping up my game okay. a little bit, you know, because I am... I am, uh, you know, we're we're now working together. So yes, we're a team. I, I need to I need to represent uh, the the New York Fashion Geek brand just like you. Absolutely. So uh, I think you I think you might be a little impressed. No, no, I'm sure I will. I'm, yeah. So it's all good. Now that we've got all that done, with yes. what we've been doing and all the interesting things in our lives, catching let's, up. Let's uh, let's talk. Let's get to the meat. The meat. We, you know, we we talked the, the last podcast about fashion heroes, and notice it's heroes plural. So, uh, you know, Prince was one of them, but now we've got. Uh, it's time to move on to the next, the next one of our fashion heroes. Fashion, fashion heroes. Who you have in mind that we should talk about today? Our fashion hero today. Is run, run, D, D, M, M, C, C, fly, fly, <laughs> for you, for you, fresh, fresh, fresh. Everyone knows what that intro was for. Again, can't get into licensing issues. Awesome. Well done. Thank you. I love them for so many reasons. Obviously, they were, they were and are one of my musical heroes, but like Prince, but in a, in a totally different way. You can't speak about them without speaking about fashion. They absolutely really made a huge, huge uh, difference in the in the fashion world Understatement. from the get-go. Understatement. So let's go back in time when I was when I was doing a stint and go, and going to school in the Bronx, and my late grandparents lived in the Bronx. So what a lot of people don't understand from a musical standpoint in terms of rap is that when Run DMC came in. They were the new school. The irony now is that era is considered the old school. It's actually incorrect. The old school was Flash. And that era was leather, feathers. I mean, it was dope. It was cool. You know, Soul Sonic Force, too. Just just that era. That's the, that's the original old school. Run DMC comes in not just musically, but fashionably raw. 
stripped down. The outfit matched the music. And they came in and they had fedoras, which I loved. My late grandfather rocked a fedora every day. I bought a fedora because of my grandpa. I, I still have oh. I still have that fedora. It's a Stetson fedora because that's what my grandpa rocked. So I rock one too. I rocked one in high school with a down jacket. Mm. So the fedora, the jeans with the leather blazer, the track suit. I love The Sopranos, one of my favorite shows ever. Sopranos, David Chase must give props to Run DMC because that whole Italian thing with the wise guys with the track suits, that's Run DMC. <laughs> I'm sorry. And it's still happening to this very day. That's Run DMC. Track yep. suits are Run DMC. I had a Nike track suit, which I think I might have just rediscovered because I'm in a, a family situation right now. Mm. And uh, they were the tracksuit. I'm saying everything else but the most obvious thing. And the Which obvious is. thing will be discussed. Well, the obvious thing I'll is Adidas. Adidas, exactly. But I just felt that was the obvious. So let's leave, let's leave that to last. Let us not forget the Doki Rope. Which again was just emblematic of that time. I had the tiniest, tiniest rope. <laughs> I totally did. I found that photo too, doing doing some family stuff. Oh, I want to see that. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, you know, when you the time comes, post it on Instagram. I will. I mean, this this Little is a throwback. very this is a very long project about what I have to do. Right. Um, but when the time comes, I will scan a few of them. Uh, if anyone has seen on my Insta again, if you check out. New York Fashion Geek on Insta, you will see a dedication. Um, and that is that is a throwback photo. Mm. Uh, and it's not of me. Uh, but it's it's very appropriate. And also, if you look at the website, you know, there's, there's a shout out. Uh, and that's to my mom. And uh, my mom, you know, I wouldn't be as fly as I am now if it wasn't for my mom. So, but getting back to DMC. So let's talk about Adidas. I was a Nike kid. I was Reebok. Full disclosure. But the Adidas thing, of course, was all around me. Shellheads, as we affectionately call now. It's so crazy to see them again. In the words of my late mom, what's old is what's new again. Yep, everything everything comes back into fashion. Absolutely. Everything. My best friend, Daryl Walker, I know where you are, D. I still love you. Still my best friend. Went to the famous Run DMC concert at the Garden, which I was forbidden to go to, did not go to. Mm, really? Yep, because it was dangerous. Oh. And uh, my preppy behind would have got eaten up. Oh, okay. Absolutely. But my boy D, he was a big dude, and he even told me how he saw people going back in time, y'all, with this expression, getting vit row by row. This is the famous concert where Adidas is about to do a deal with Run DMC. Because, of course, in the Raising Hell album, My Adidas, great classic song, awesome flavor. Again, I'm totally biased because they're one of my favorite groups of all time. My cousin Ernie knows that. Give a big, uh, big shout out to Ernie Rogers. <laughs> and he called me today with, uh, you know, 
with, with, with Jam Master Jay because he knew I'd be crushed. But anyway, my boy is at this concert. So they're like, oh, we work at the deal. Let's see. You know, they're coming straight from Germany. Oh, this Run DMC, they're supposed to be so special. Who is it? Well, Ron goes, whose house? And the garden says, Run's house. And he makes them all lift up their shell heads. The whole crowd has shell heads. Wow. The deal is summarily done. Mm. A little New York fashion geek. I just got chills. A little New York fashion geek gets, which I still have somewhere in a capsule collection, the amazing leather sweatshirt. Of Run DMC. I still have that. A leather sweatshirt. Yep. Cotton and leather. That's right. Makes me hot thinking about it. It was tougher than leather. (laughs) It was, yeah, I had to. Man, I I saved up for that. I rocked that. Let's also just talk about their typography, please. That logo, and I don't know if Bill Adler created that logo, but that logo is so significant to this day that people change up the words, the letters to fit the typography. I can't even think of the other iterations off the top of my head, but I remember going down because I grew up in the West village. So I also did stand in the Bronx and now I live in Brooklyn going down. I mean, I was, I mean, not even going down. I mean, I was at NYU at the time. So I was there. I was in my hood. I was in Greenwich village. But going to a place that's no longer just famous T-shirt shop on 8th Street and getting the Run DMC Tougher Than Leather 4, which in the back had a rhyme. And I rocked that all the time. What was the rhyme? I, you know what? I saw it recently. I don't want to botch it because I don't want my car okay. taken. But I also had a Run DMC poster on my wall. Oh, I yeah. I think that was uh, standard for all uh, all fans. Their ability to cross over also should not be ignored or diminished. Mm-mm. Because they started influencing, not just musically, but again, through fashion, people rocking Lees. People rocking shell heads. People rocking all, all the accessories I talked about. That's all you saw. You saw elements of that. Let us talk about the leather goose down, which my same friend Daryl Walker had, which I did not. That was not going to happen. <laughs> Why not? My grandparents would not have <laughs> co-signed that. However, don't get it twisted. I had a clout. And if everyone knows what that is from back in the day, the clout was the big, heavy, elephant-style leather with the raccoon collar with the belt. I still have that in wow. the archive. I don't remember that, no. Well, you probably in NC by that time. Right. Well, I was still in NC. Yeah, you were still in NC. Still there. But the leather goose down? That just leather goose down to me sounds contradictory. Oh, no. It was beautiful. I need to see a picture of that for sure. You do need to see a picture. It it was incredible. And they did all of that. Well, they're in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, too. Absolutely, but that I, is for music. But that, you can't have and one. That's a huge crossover. To to your point, you can't have one without the other. Their style impact is so significant. I mean, essentially, you must view them as the creator 
of street style. Absolutely. I was going to say that earlier, but not I wanted you to say and it. Not even necessarily the creators, but just really the impactors. Because obviously prior to them, you know, just whole the whole thing with hip-hop with B-boys and B-girls, me being a part of that, you know, I, I, I was drawing a blank on, on this thing with Lee Patches. I forgot what that was called when people would rip off your Lee Patch. Um, but all of that, the Latigre, you know, the kit was the Latigre with the Lees, with the shell heads, with a gold chain, with Cazelles or Sergio Valente Cazelles. You know who I'm talking about because I had the Sergios too because there was no way I'd have Cazelles because I'd have been killed on the street. So all of that, all of that, they embodied and put out in a broad market. We had it as a niche in the five boroughs, mm. each borough representing themselves through breakdancing, through beatboxing, you know, the, all, all the elements of hip-hop. And they took it. Now, I'm going to really be honest. Once they did the deal, outside of the top that I got, I didn't like any of the sneakers. And again, I was a Nike guy because yeah. you were either Nike or Adidas, really. Obviously, like or you had Reebok. Reebok or Reebok. No, you had Reebok <laughs> or Diodora. You know, you had other brands. I want to be clear, but I was I was a Nike kid. Mm. But their like their sneakers post Shellheads, I was like, eh, eh. But that sweatshirt, that sweatshirt was hot. It was fire. I wasn't one to follow, like, everybody had to have it, so I got to have it. As I mentioned before in a prior co- podcast, so I probably, I do remember seeing these these shoes going, I don't get it. I don't get it. And it oh, they were because fly. it was With a, fat laces? It was a cultural thing. Absolutely. It, you know, it wasn't just a fashionable thing. It was, it was a taking over of a culture and the movement created from that culture in, an, in the fashion world. That, that crossover. Music to fashion, for sure. Absolutely. And uh, and it was astounding. And it was, it was Lee Jeans and Adidas, two sort of uh, moderately priced labels. Right. That- Lee Busters. That was the gang. Lee Busters. People ripping off your patch. Lee Busters. So uh, that was pretty amazing. It was, uh, it was sort of, I can't think of the word, you know, when you create, it, they're creating a cult following. It was it, very cultish. Calvin Klein, no friend of mine, don't want nobody's name on my behind. My mom lost her mind when she heard that lyric. She loved that. Because essentially, rap was rebel music at that time. And essentially what they were saying, obviously prior to the Adidas deal, is that we cannot be bought. This is who we are. Take us as we are. And they came in with a force. They were a cultural force. And that was so significant. Oh, may may I not forget? I'd be remiss. DMC with what I call the Killer Dilla gloves. Oh yeah, you know, with the exposed on the backside and the knuckles. I always call those Killer Dillas because growing up, like you'd always see like the guy, the hired gun, he'd have those gloves on. So I always call those Killer Dillas. I mean, they just they ripped open the frame, and we loved it. We loved it because we we took something. That was a subset, and then they got blown up. And of course, you can't blow up unless unless the greater market takes it. You know, meaning pe- people who don't look like me. So it was just, it was amazing. It was amazing, and their impact will never be forgotten. For sure. 
Well, that was amazing. Yep. That was your your knowledge, oh, your love, your passion. Amazing. I try. I don't know about that, but and I, I hope they I hope they listen and I hope they hear it. I would I would love that. Still one of my favorite groups of all time. So uh, on our next segment, the I must have it. I must have it. Have it. Section. I must have it. Yes. It's got to be. Is it? Is it a, a Run DMC fashion it's item? It's so funny. As you were talking, I was like, "Oh, I should have. I should have said the. <laughs> I should have said the leather goose." No. Okay. Oh my god, my All boy right. had that. That that joint was fly, man. All right. So what Black. are we? So what are we going to talk about then? If it's not going to be the leather goose, it's going to be something totally different across the Atlantic. It, it, okay. The I must have it item of the day is guess what? I give up. The Burberry Trench. Woo! That's a good one. Thank you. That's a very, very good one. So what, you know, for the listeners out there who may not know what this is, uh, what is it? Tell them, tell them what it is. Well, Burberry is a, is a classic brand, you know, initially an outerwear brand. Of course, they're doing so much more. And big shout out for having uh, the brother at Off-White now be their creative director. I mean, that's an amazing stride, you know, for people who look like me. I think that's so impressive. The great thing about the trench, which you can speak to, I think probably better than I, Tiff, is the things that we learn about fashion is that often there are items that were used merely for functionality. Yes. And then become quotidian. And that's what the trench yes. coat, that's what the trench coat was. Yeah. Trench warfare? Yep. This is <laughs> this is about the military. And that's exactly where it was derived from actually. Um it was uh designed, I have it right here, in 1912 by Thomas Burberry to keep the officers protected against the wind and the rain. So he what he did was uh prior to 1912 uh in in the date here, 1879, he uh, invented this fabric. It's called gabardine. Um, and mm. what it is, it's a really, really tight weave. Most of the time, back in the day, it was worsted wool. But uh, in, in the years since, it's, it's, it goes from a cotton blend, polyester blend. You could probably still get worsted wool gabardine. But uh, that tight weave would protect against the elements. It would keep the <clears throat> excuse me, the wind out, the rain, and, and, it, and it worked really well in the trenches functionally. And then, as you know, the wars passed. The, the you know, it just was a great design for the everyday man, um, in the in the in the modern day times. So, um, that's it's also the tan color with uh, the lining. The, yeah, the, the top. Yeah, the uh, the cam- was a camel, then- ivory, red, and black. Oh, the tartan. Yeah, the tartan on the inside. Now right. that didn't come around until the 1920s. Oh, so right. that was. That was probably the fashionable uh, addition once, you know, it moved from just being functional to being absolutely a must-have item for the fashion set that uh, that liner was uh, was uh, put in. It's so. amazing now, you know, you fast forward and how that, that tartan, that plaid is just, it's, you don't think of Burberry without that. No, you see that and you know exactly what brand it is. Exactly. It, I mean, down to, down to their packaging for cologne. Right. 
So which I have. Oh, okay. And it's I too, wear it. Okay, it's too woodsy for me. I'm I a citrus. I'm a citrus guy. Love it. Now, one thing about this coat that I think that is important is the design. You know, the uh, the epaulets. So the epaulets, you see them, and in this modern day, you go, well, "What do you do with that?" Back in the day, that's where the military would would put their brass mm. to show their rank, and um, and and you know, there's not they're not really functional. In no, today's I mean world, now that yeah, they're decorative, but they're signature. I mean, you right. can't have a Burberry coat without the epaulets. Right. However. I must have it, and I do have it because I do have one, and mine does not have epaulets. You don't have epaulets? No, I don't. Oh, mine okay. does not have it. Well, you can have a Burberry trench coat and not I have guess epaulets. You can. And I want to keep it real. I'm a London Fog kid because my grandpa had London Fog, so I had London Fog, and I probably had other brands too with epaulets. But back in the day, meaning like, I don't know, around 10 years ago, a little less than 10 years ago, my trench was dying. And I was like, oh, let me look around, look around. And a friend of mine, big shout out to Tracy McGraw at BT. She was like, you got to get a Burberry. Mm. I was like, no, no, I'm not doing that. <laughs> Where's the London Fog section? And uh, no, I have not regretted that purchase. It's an investment. I will have it probably for the rest of my life. Well, you you can... it. Lasts forever. One thing I, I read that I was very astounded by: um, over 100 highly skilled processes need to be completed to create a Burberry trench coat. 100 highly skilled processes. Each trench coat takes approximately three weeks to make. Each trench coat. That's one coat. Three weeks. Come on, that's a that's an investment for sure. So, I'm glad I got it. I love that you picked this I must have it item because I, I get it. It's Thank a, you. I get it totally. Cool. So, boom. You got to get it now. <laughs> All right, let's move on. All right, we're moving on. Fashion world of the day. Fashion, fashion word of the day. Fashion word, fashion word of the day. Of the day. It is a word in the world. Yes, it is. So uh, what we do in this segment is each one of us brings a, a fashion word to uh, to kind of try and stump the other, perhaps, <laughs> uh, or you know, just you know, add to the add to the podcast fun. Um, so, Reg, do you want to go first? Or do you want me to go first with my word? I'll go first. Okay. So, what is your word? My word is balaclava. Bala. Clava. Yeah, balaclava. I have no idea what that word is. Ah, <laughs> ah, ah. I, I love even, that word. I can't even spell it. Well, I, well. B-A-L-A-C-L-A-V-A? Yes! Did I spell that right? Yes! Astounding. Yeah, see? See? And you're the one who wanted the spelling thing in this. I don't want spelling. Well, I'm, I'm like, good. those days are gone. I I'm, mean, my I'm syntax is great. Well, I love that word. I love the way it rolls off the tongue. It is a knitted hat. That only shows part of the face, like the eyes. It started in the military. What a surprise. Battle of Balaclava in the 1800s. When I first saw it, I saw it in a Sports Illustrated with Nicky Lauda, F1. So it comes down over your face? That's right. And the, guy, the eyes are out. Yeah. So you look like, an, uh, like a, a 1920s or 1930s bandit in the cartoons where they have the hat coming down to here and the eyes are cut out? I guess. Wow. 
I have never in my life heard balaclava. Oh, yeah. Freaking love that Love one. it. You must have really dug deep for that one. I didn't dig deep. It was a word of my vocab. <laughs> that one's a good one. Good one, Reg. I'm going to give that to you. Thank All right. You. Are you ready for mine? Yeah, let's do it. All right. So uh, my word uh, is a word that can have several meanings. Uh-oh. Very simple word. You should be able to spell it. No problem. <laughs> Spelling thing is killing yeah, me. You have to spell. All right. You fine. know, it's important for the, you know, if the listeners want to look it up, they got to know how to spell it so they can Google it. All right. So my word is nap. Nap. And I'm not talking about the sleeping kind. I know. So you mean N-A-P-E. That's nape. Oh, you want nap, N-A-P. Yeah. Nap. I don't know it in the fashion. I mean, I kind of like the draw of the fabric. Oh, so. Reg, so close. Keep going. Come on. Uh, that's really all I have. And we run out of time. So we'll oh. just, I lost. So just I'm, I'm going to give you this one. I think you were, you're absolutely right. It does have everything to do with the texture of the fabric. It's the raised surfaces found projecting from a fabric. And it's produced either intentionally when you're, 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 uh, you're weaving it or when you're brushing it. So mm. you can, now you know what I'm talking about. The fabrics like, uh, like flannel has a nap. So does uh, they, the article I read, and thank you, uh, Fashion Beans, um, Saxony wool. I have to look up Saxony wool, but um, it's, it's a, long, a long fiber wool. But also velvet, you know? Velvet mm. also has a nap. Sure. So it's any fabric sure. that if you draw your hand across it, it might change color. The characteristic. It changes a little characteristic. That's called the nap. Wow. Kind of like suede. Suede has a nap. Yeah, I'm sure. So that is my word, nap. That was dope, Tiff. You got me. And speaking of nap, is it nap time? No, but that's a wrap. (laughs) Thank you so much for listening. We hope you have fun down for another one. Please tell your friends about us. Special shout goes out to our producer, Serge, and everyone down with the NYFG. Uh, Thank you to Erwin at the M-Bar for helping us make our uh, podcast. That's just terrible. Our podcast party. Possible. You're already there at the party. Say that three times fast. Yeah, yeah. Podcast party uh, possible. Yeah, and again... You know, still love, but, you know, thanks to Bruno Molly for inviting me to the party. You know, it's still all love. Yeah, I appreciate the invite. That was good. And I want to thank everybody again for tuning in. Uh, please return for our next episode. Uh, we'll be bringing it, bringing, trying to bring an episode to you every week. Uh, check us out. Check Reg out on his Instagram, New York Fashion Geek. Um, if you have any ideas or thoughts you want to pass on to us, you can email us uh, at podcast at nyfashiongeek.com podcast one word at newyorkfashiongeek.com uh, things like word of the day you know you want to stump me you want to stump Reg you know <laughs> send it send us in send that it in that can happen uh, and if you know last thing anybody want a style consultation or a closet redo DM me please reach out to Reg so uh, that's it cool I'm Reg and I'm Tiff see you next time and remember always, always be, be fly, fly. Thank <laughs> you.